From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, 13 biggest DeFi hacks of all time. OK Coins, NFT Marketplace, and listeners write in. That's today on the Decrypt Daily. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, April 19th, 2022. The time is 10.54 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. I have two things to talk to you today. The first one is... I had a major brain fart yesterday, and I was like, oh, I don't know what uh, EVM is. EVM, and I just couldn't think of it. But Miko sent me a DM and said, Ethereum virtual machine, bro. And I was like, oh, stupid. Obviously. Obviously. I apologize. Sometimes there's just so much stuff going around in the crypto space that you just you just don't connect dots sometimes. And I knew better. I just wanted to correct that and say EVM for the coin of the day yesterday means ethereum virtual machine more than likely second i had an email from marty and marty wrote in yo matthew your op-ed comments and obvious disgust towards the premise of the article and what is driving the popularity of photography nfts totally obscured by any substance to that segment you didn't even mention where the article was published though still asked us the listener to read it furthermore even if money is technically the driver in that more money is flooding into the trending new category of photography NFTs, my guess is the article is trying to understand why is that? Are you by any chance biased about the topic of NFTs in general? That would explain the myopic reaction. In my opinion, the article actually sounds interesting and would like to know more. Please let me know where I can read this article. Thanks, respectfully, Marty. P.S. I love the show and obviously no show is perfect, so take my feedback with constructive smile. I have to call it contempt prior to investigation when I see it. I'll write again sometime. Happy hodling. All right. Now I have to reply to that, Marty. Thank you very much for writing in. First of all, I have show notes, Marty. Marty, I have show notes and I've always had show notes. Links are always in the show notes. And I've said that so many times on the show that I probably should say it some more because I might have not said it for a while because I said it for so long. And in the show notes, you'll see something that says news links with a big yellow finger pointing down at the links to every article that I read on the show. So my morning habit is as I wake up, I drink my coffee, and then I start curating the news from Decrypt and other sites. And I take those links and I put them in the show notes so you, the listeners, can read the articles that I briefly curate for you daily on Daily News. So links are always in the show notes, and they have been there all over 600 shows that I've put out in the past almost two years. Over two years, I'm sorry. So that makes me think two things. Number one is that I should say that links in the show notes every time after an article um, or maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. It could get annoying. But I pretty much say it a lot. And other ones, I have to explain to you why it's a bit.ly link. And I said this before on the show. Actually, I said this multiple times on the show. It's a bit.ly link because uh, because we've changed hosting services. 
we wanted to start adding ads to the, the show, try to monetize a little bit, pay for some bills. And this new hosting service only gives us 4,000 characters to add our show notes to. And so therefore the whole decrypt.co link that is used there, because it's HTTPS slash, you know, blah, blah, colon, blah, blah, www, decrypt.co slash the name of the article slash maybe some numbers, some kind of whatever. It, they're, they're long. And so I have to shorten them to a bit.ly link to make sure that all the links would fit in the show notes. So that's that's that. Uh, furthermore, you said that uh, I might be myopic and as well as biased against NFTs in general. That is further from the truth. I had this kind of op-ed yesterday, and you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have done it, but I try to mix it up and spice up the show every once in a while. But my op-ed wasn't about the NFTs. It was more about news and reporting in the media and the way that we cover things because we have this kind of way of like clicky headliney i don't know and i'll call it all kinds of headlines that i think are kind of like weirdly worded for one reason or the other <laughs> and so i do that a lot i don't care if it's from decrypt or not i want to make sure that we are having open and honest conversations so i i really like this uh, email you sent because it is constructive and now you allow me to voice some opinions about some certain things but i am not biased toward nfts by any means of this by any stretch of it i think nfts i think that what they've done to people or for people and that are arts artists or creators or traders or hodlers or just uh, you know uh, collectors is amazing i know multiple people that have become multi-millionaires by trading and collecting nfts apes board apes punks and so many more and these are the sp- same people that i was you know traveling with or hanging out with that we had thousands of dollars in our bank account, you know, and we're wondering what are we going to do next in the space or what job are we going to get? How are we going to make more money? And now these people are building and creating because of NFTs. I've had multiple people on the show that has started in like, for example, Carlos, who's an artist out of Mexico. And he came on the show and he was talking about how he was working and he was trying to raise his family, having a full-time job, plus doing his art on the side. And because of NFTs and the platform Super Rare, he was able to put his work up on Super Rare and make his full-time job now selling his art. And he's really, really well off now. If you want to check him out in his Twitter, you could click the link in the show notes, in the show notes, Marty, um, and you could check out his art and who he is. I also had Robert Allison back in 2020, and he did this work of art that was sold at Christie's. It was one of the first NFT pieces that was sold at Christie's. It was an NFT slash uh, real physical work as well. And CZ has one, and he sold it to all kinds of different peoples. I think it was like for $130,000 a piece. And this was actually precursing a Beeple's you know, release of, of the 5,000 days, which sold for $69 million. So he was even selling at auction houses at Christie's before uh, Beeple and these other artists were selling, like Fewishes, which I think is a great success story of a young person trying to find themselves through art and then is successful and now is having huge galleries around the country in creating and instructing teams to build and create. Look, NFTs has given possibilities to people that didn't have them before. These marketplaces, these exchanges, this way of connecting to the a, a, a growing audience, a broader audience, and making sure that your unique art is still unique on an NFT place, I think is amazing. And I would not trade it for anything. And I want to keep promoting it and making sure that artists, artists are creating. And so, Marty, and yes, my op was about the article and the, just the title. And I, I riffed it off the title. And my conclusion is, yes, money in NFTs is why people start jumping in. It's not a bad thing, Marty. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing. And I'm happy that people are creating. But money is a motivator. Money is an incentive to do these things. 
And I love the fact that these different tools and products that are coming out here, especially for the artist community who has notoriously been struggling, notoriously always have been trying to, we always have the, the, the idea of the starving artist. Now they might not have to starve. Now they actually can live in a comfortable place with a good studio and create these works that we're going to grow and love. Maybe for generations, maybe for centuries, maybe in the year 3000, we'll be looking at some of these NFTs as the renaissance of digital. I don't know, but I love it. And it's further from the truth. Marty, thank you for writing in. Sorry for my new op-ed <laughs> in reply to your, your comments, but I think it was worth it. Now let's get into those crypto prices. And the time is now for the crypto prices, 11.07 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin on a little bit of a tear, $41,588, up 5.7% in 24 or 3.9% in 7. Ethereum's at $3,115, up 6.3%. Tether's number three, Binance Coin is 421, up 3.9%, and USDC is number five. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, Solana, Terra Luna, Cardano, and Avalanche. And the biggest gainer there would be Luna, up 11.5% in 24. I also want to point out that Stepin, which was coined the day a little bit ago, a couple weeks ago, uh, S-T-E-P-N, uh, the ticker is GMT, has also been on a tear. I have no clue if there's, I wonder if there's a, the, the Decrypt Daily uh, factor to it. I wonder if like we can correlate the rise in price to coin of the day because well, I could tell you right now, when we started talking about it, it wasn't that that much. Right now, it is up, uh, it looks like around 70% since it was corner of the day, which is really moving. Remember, somebody wrote in just the other day that said they're using the app and made $35 walking for 50 minutes. And I think that's pretty cool. Total market cap, we're at $1.925 trillion, a BTC dominance of 41.1 and an F dominance of 19.5. Let's get into coin of the day. Our coin of the day is UMA, ticker UMA, rank number 141 in coin market cap. Its price is $6.45. It's up 6.6% in 24. Its market cap is $426 million. Fully diluted is $652 million. 65% is in circulation. Its all-time high is $43.37. It's down 85% since then. Its all-time low was two years ago at $1.16. It's up almost 500% since then. You can buy this at Binance, Coinbase, Huobi, KuCoin, all good exchanges that you know there's going to be liquidity. So what is UMA? UMA, or Universal Market Access, is a protocol for the creation of synthetic assets based on the Ethereum blockchain. UMA was launched in December of 2018. Synthetic assets are classes of assets that represent different underlying assets that have the same value. UMA specifically enable its users to design and create self-executing, self-enforcing financial contracts secured by economic incentives and run them on Ethereum's blockchain. And that is UMA, ticker UMA, ranked number 141 on CoinMarketCap. Moving into today's headlines. OKCoin okay, CEO Hong Fang announced today that the San Francisco base exchange is throwing its hat into the NFT ring with the creation of its own marketplace. As of today, it's begun taking names for the waitlist, with plans to launch later in 2022. 
OKCoin's announcement is timely, as Coinbase and Blockchain.com have also announced forthcoming NFT marketplaces of their own. Hong Feng, CEO of OKCoin, said this, We are launching a free marketplace for NFTs where prices and profits will be determined by supply and demand, more so than anywhere else. Web3 is about restoring economic power to the people, and at OKCoin, we are doing our part by granting as much sovereignty to individuals as possible when it comes to their money and now their art. On the other side of the coin, haha, punny punny, the president of Blizzard Entertainment was quick to shoot down suggestions that the World of Warcraft and Diablo Publishing Studio is looking to capitalize on the NFT industry anytime soon. He tweeted over the weekend, No one is doing NFTs. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear. And this tweet was a reply to video game journalist Andy Robinson, who said that Blizzard is pulling interest in NFTs and play-to-earn games. The poll Robinson mentions was designed by a British marketing research company, YouGov, and it asked Blizzard fans what they think of several emerging technologies, including virtual reality, video game subscription services, cross-platform play, and the metaverse. The FBI, the U.S. Treasury Department, and Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or the CISA, have co-released a cybersecurity advisory on North Korea's state-sponsored efforts targeting the blockchain and cryptocurrency industry. The report reads, The U.S. government has observed North Korea's cyber actors targeting a variety of organizations in the blockchain technology and cryptocurrency industry. The report specifically cites several targeted areas of the industry, including exchanges, decentralized finance protocols, venture capital funds, and individual hodlers of large amounts of crypto-related assets, such as tokens or NFTs. The alert also includes several mitigation strategies. Again, links to all these articles are in the show notes. Something that you probably saw floating around Twitter is the new influencer shill price list leak. And that was tweeted by at ZachXBT, Z-A-C-H-X-B-T, and that's person's twitter handle on twitter obviously and i just want to say that this seems to be alleged alleged price and you know if you have a pr company okay first of all this is not uncommon or unheard of these leaks come out every once in a while to show you what influencers are charging what for their tweets and to shill certain coins this is not unheard of and if you are a pr person and you're reaching out to these influencers trying to get some coin or something shilled on twitter or you know instagram or mentioned on a podcast or whatever they probably have an excel sheet with all the prices so they can understand what kind of uh, reach they can get so who is on this list and again these are alleged prices and alleged um i guess shills because i've been following this tweet and i've been following the thread and i've been seeing all of this talk about it but i haven't seen anybody confirm that this is accurate but anyway, people on this list, for example, Zuby, which I'm surprised would be on this list with his 544,000 Twitter followers, charges 8,000 for a shill tweet, 4,000 for a retweet, and his package deal is 15,000. And a package deal is two tweets plus one retweet combo. So 15 grand for that. Other notable people on there would be like Lindsay Lohan with her 8.2 million followers, 25,000 for a tweet, 20,000 for a retweet, and 35,000 for a package deal and there's other ones on there as well for example one that i follow is crypto sarah with her 39,000 followers uh, she charges 350 for a tweet 200 for a retweet and 700 for a package deal again i just want to say that 
no one has uh, authenticated that these prices are real, that this is a real thing that somebody just didn't make up because they wanted to maybe FUD the market or FUD these individuals. Um, but this is also a practice that is very well documented that this does happen. This is people's business model is that they will build up a Twitter account or a social media account and then, you know, just get paid to show certain things or tweet certain things. And it's not unheard of. And finally, 13 biggest DeFi hacks. What are they? And this was interesting. So I'm going to just go through all of these for you right now. And we're going to go from 13, the smallest. Well, not the smallest, but the smallest on this list to the biggest. Here we are. Number 13, Grim Finance with a $30 million hack, which happened on December of 2021. Meerkat Finance, $31 million hack, which happened on March 2021. Fee Finance, $35 million hack in the summer of 2021. Pancake Bunny, $45 million hack. This is number 10, by the way, in the spring of 2021. Number nine is BZX, $55 million hack in November of 2021. Badger Dow is number eight at $120 million gone in December of 2021. I, maybe I shouldn't say gone because somebody's going to say that, oh, they got some of the money back. I don't know, but that's how much to hack. It's a $120 million hack. Is They suffered a hack of that much. Cash rules everything around me. Cream Finance. $130 million hack. And that happened in October of 2021. Number six is Vulcan Forged. $140 million hack. And that happened in December of 2021. Compound. $150 million hack is sitting at number five. And that happened October 2021. Number four is Beanstalk. $182 million. Gone. And that happened just the other day. And by the way, I just covered that on the news, uh, I think, yesterday. And they donated $250,000 to the Ukraine Relief Fund. So again, these hackers with the big hearts. I love it. Number three, Wormhole lost $326 million. And that happened in January of 2022. We now know the Ronin hack. $552 million gone. And that was March 23rd, 2022. And the biggest hack of all time. Biggest DeFi hack of all time. And actually pretty big in general. Poly Network, $611 million. And that was August 10th of 2021. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. I will be back tomorrow. And until then, don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment. And go to Spotify and hit that five stars. Make sure that everybody knows that this is the best damn crypto news show in the biz. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.